What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bling Talks. We have Simon Matar, the CEO and founder of Rock and Gold Creation and the CEO of CustomJewelry.com. Simon, I'm super excited to have you on here. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of the day to be with us in our community. How are you doing today? Great, great, Anthony. Thanks for reaching out to me and uh, was um, excited to hear that you wanted to put us on the podcast and um, can't complain being here in San Diego. No, no. Um, well, uh, you know, this this podcast really is uh, building a community um, for independent jewelers, which you have a lot of experience in, um, and also kind of keeping people up to date on what's working, trends, technology, things like that. And I, and I really feel like you are the, the perfect guest for this because you've really had um, over 30 years of experience in the brick and mortar and, and you know, your traditional um, jewelry business successful in San Diego and um, kind of have some really cool things coming up on the horizon. So I'm super excited to talk about them and and, and kind of share with the viewers. So I guess, you know, the first thing I'd, I'd ask is just kind of how you got into the business and, um, you know, how you got into it and where you're, where you're wanting to go with it. Yeah. So, um, I got into the industry. I was going, actually going to school for dentistry <laughs> and, uh, tapped in, tapped into the field a little bit, um, with my sister turned 16 and made her a uh, ring out of there. And at that time I was 19 years old. Um, um, and, um, kind of rolled into, to the dentistry, but there's only so much anatomy that you can do in dentistry. And I'm more artistic. I've, I've, I've got a great visual and design skill. Um, and so one of my uncles from Lebanon came into town and he knew a professor at GIA and he saw the ring I made for my sister. And I went up there, met the professor at GIA when he was up in Santa Monica and registered, signed up for the school. I uh, took the, the jewelry manufacturing course, um, graduated top uh, in the class, uh, came back down to San Diego and um, started working for a company. Wow. And um, so um, that was in the late 80s and it rolled into the early 90s. Um, the recession hit. Um, the company I was working for couldn't afford to pay me at that point. And I decided uh, my family's all been an entrepreneur, all own their own businesses. And I decided to um, form um, Rock and Gold Creations uh, back in 92, October of 92. Now we're going into 31 years. Impressive. You know, that, and that's no easy feat. A lot changes in yeah. 30 years. So congratulations for surviving and thriving um, through those decades. It's, it's, uh, it's remarkable. Um, and, and as far as, you know, your, your past experience, and with, you know, with uh, rock and gold and what you're looking to do with that and, and also how you're kind of visualizing the future. Um, because you, you're definitely an artistic person, but I also feel like you're kind of ahead of the curve or um, one of the first adopters as far as like technology and things like that with yeah, customjewelry.com. Yeah, so um, back in 92, obviously, the recession, we rolled up, grew, grew the company. Um, we got into, obviously, the dot-com um, industry started growing at that point at the at late, at the end of uh, um, the 90s into the early 2000s. 
Um, I was fortunate by the customjury.com back then and utilized it for technology back then. It it was a leader, it was a um, lead generator for my business for rock and gold creations. And um we we kept kept that moving forward, um, focusing on technology little by little by little. And uh, here we are today. We're actually um, with customjury.com. We're building a uh, full-on marketplace for the industry. Very, very cool and very exciting. Um, I definitely want to touch on that a little bit more. Um, Thanks for sharing that. You know, it's definitely an incredible run. Um, Seems like you've been, you know, successful through it all. I mean, 1992 was quite some time ago and things have changed a lot. So congrats on that. And, you know, happy to have you on here sharing some of that stuff. So, thank you. um, you know, I I was going to ask you, you know, how you've adapted to the changes over the decades in the industry, or if there's anything, you know, that you would share with, you know, other jewelers or people, uh, other entrepreneurs trying to do something that, you know, really helped you out throughout, you you know, the decades in the business. Well, with, Obviously, with the changes in industry, um, you know, back in 08, um, you know, we were growing from 92 all the way up to 2006. Um, even though there was a little recession hiccup, we managed through that. And of course, 08 was the big the big crash, right, for everybody that affected everybody globally. <clears throat> in 07, I noticed a change in, uh, I noticed change was happening. I was getting ready to rebrand my company. And noticed that there was a fall happening on orders. We specialize in custom. We've we've been known. I've won awards, design awards. We've been featured here, San Diego, for best designing jeweler in San Diego. Um, and we saw this fall happening. Um, and this was in 07. Uh, at that point, we started making a turning point of our business and diversifying into the estates buying, um, which was buying gold. And that was 07. We put out a marketing campaign for that. And uh, it started taking off for us in 07. And then, of course, 08, we had the big crash when the stock market crashed. Right. Uh, at that point, we just grew the estate buying side of the business that helped carry us and and rolled um, very well um, during the downside. So, yeah, I think that's just such a valuable piece of information because even when it gets bad or things don't look how they are supposed to look, there's always a way there's always kind of a play there. Um, and I think estate was definitely a good place to be because people needed cash. You know, yeah. gold was no, on the rise. Yep. Gold was on the rise and we we've always had a buying part, but we never marketed. We never, we didn't want to bring in the wrong crowd into our store because we did all middle to higher end. Um, but as soon as we figured out that this is going to be a good place with the change, and especially when the recession hit, we were able to adapt it and make it work um, very successfully um, during that time frame. That's good. That's great to hear. Um, well, I, you know, throughout the years of owning the brick and mortar and, and doing all this custom jewelry and going through all these different eras of success and ups and downs in the in, in the industry. Um, were there any tools or tactics that um, you'd like to share with other people uh, that kind of made a difference? Yeah, well, we got into, we were one of the first ones here in San Diego. Um, we got into the CAD software um, program um, developing. I'm jeweler by trade. 
Um, we had eight jewelers working for me. And at the time I taught each of these jewelers that came out of GIA, had a set when I had a specific setter, we had specific finishers, fabricators. I was, my last position on the bench was a wax carver. And I used to, I hand carved the wax. And little by little, I wanted to get into the technology of the CAD program. Um, and I bought into um, a program. We bought a CNC milling machine and the gal that I hired to take over, we flew out to Atlanta, did the training came back and when we got back in we started working it we, we had that machine running 724 with all the design aspect because of the whole new cad developing that we were doing at the time wow <laughs> so just investing in the right piece of machinery and and capitalizing on a whole new you know army of shoppers for something yeah. like yes yeah and and is there any obstacles or challenges that kind of you face that somebody else might be facing in the community um, or the jewelry industry or a business owner um, that you've experienced? Um, yeah, just, just challenges and obstacles about the business. Well, the, you know, in today's world with online, I, I take and I tell clients it's a love hate relationship, you know, because it has taken online has taken business away from the brick and mortar business uh, for the most part. I mean, you you can have loyal clients that we've had for 30 some years. Um, they still, you know, they might come in to see you, but they're still online doing the shopping maybe before they come in as that's how today's world is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the challenge is, you know, now the internet is one big store. You got jewelry places that they can look in all over the world and they're able to shop very easily. The tricky part is getting to let your customers know what they're seeing exactly on the web isn't exactly what they're getting. And we noticed that back in 2013, 14, when the industry started, the website or web started growing and we had clients coming into our store um, that bought a piece of jewelry from Arizona or some other state, brought it in for us to look at it and it looked like it was old. I thought maybe it was a vintage piece. And they said, no, we just had it made. And the craftsmanship, they were they were buying. The image online looked great, but when they got the piece, it was totally different. Ooh, yeah. That's real bad. Yes. And so my, my niche is I focus on quality as an example, like this piece behind here we designed uh, for somebody out of state. And when we finish our products, they, we do a step-by-step process. And when we finish the piece, when they receive it, it's everyone always says it's way better than what they what they saw as they go through the process. Very happy because we focus on the detail and the quality. Yeah, I think with custom jewelry, uh, that's got to be number one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just anything, really. Um, so definitely, definitely noted. Uh, and, you know... I, I don't know. I don't think I would buy my, my diamond ring off, off the internet for sure. <laughs> you know. So, um, all right. Well, you know, w- one other thing is how do you, how are you staying up with the latest trends in, in technology, AI? Um, you know, you, you talked about the brick and mortar and, and we're kind of segueing into online. So, uh, uh, it's great, great time to ask that question. Um, we have team, um, that works with us that really, um, what's on a daily basis? We 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 do searches online to see what's taking place, especially on trends. There's so many out, so much information that's out there. I mean, Google School, Google, you find anything, right? 
And yeah. so they're able to capitalize on what's taking place. And that's something you have to be very, like they say in business, consistency is king. And you got to be consistent on this to be able to stay ahead and stay up on top. If not, you fall back right, right away. So with our web developer and, and AI now, we're, we're getting ready to launch our new website. We're tapping a little bit of the AI into it um, on Rock and Gold. And then our custom jewelry, our marketplace is even going to have more of the AI um, built into it. Um, because as an example, when we do our CAD, we actually do an AI virtual model that wears the piece of jewelry that we're designing for the client. So when we go through the design process, as soon as we get through CAD rendering, customer okays it, then um, we do uh, uh, an AI model and the model's wearing the piece of jewelry, whether it's a pendant or ring, and we show them in different positions. We did this really cool um, statue um, um, rose piece for a statue, a death statue, all in 18 karat gold. What we put, we were able to do the CAD AI and put it on a desk so the client was able to see what it's going to look like on her desk. <laughs> that's just, that's amazing. You yeah. know, it's a totally different experience for the customer, for everybody involved. Uh, and that's definitely some some forward thinking stuff right there. So yeah. that, that's super exciting. Um, and when, you, when we talk about incorporating AI into uh you know rock and gold how how are are you guys doing that is it like through content writing or is it chatbots or it's both content chatbots yep and of course um you know more of the um cad side of the ai which is really important um you know when you get it on the custom side you know, direct sales is easy. You know, that's easy direct sales on your site. Uh, but when you get into custom, there's a lot more in the process um, to make it successful. A lot of stores that I've interviewed and talked with, you know, a lot of them don't haven't tapped into that because it's more of a process of an online um, than it is direct sales. You know, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. <clears throat> well, it, it sounds like you know you're you're right where you need to be. You're definitely incorporating these insanely new, powerful and efficient technologies. Um, If there's anything that you could share with uh, uh, someone starting their business right now or another jeweler, give them any type of advice, one nugget of, of, of golden information, uh, Simon, what would it be? First off, you got to enjoy what you're doing. Bottom line, because if you don't enjoy it, I don't care what business you're in. doesn't matter. You got to enjoy it, you know, and there's, Every business, any industry, there's always headaches and this and that. Things take place is the nature of the beast. But you got to enjoy it. Just like me going into dentistry. I mean, that's a huge, I mean, revenue stream, money making type of business. You know, it's a necessity versus jewelry is a luxury, right? Uh You know, like I said, I only do so much anatomy and the teeth. I did actually go in back then. I did diamond implants on teeth and stuff like that, putting diamonds on teeth, getting a little more creative. You know, where the jewelry industry allowed me to get out in the creativity side. So definitely enjoy, you know, what you do and you'll be successful. Um, the other thing is know your clients. You know, you're getting a business. You got to know your clients, what they like, what they enjoy. Some some clients don't like wearing pendants. Some like rings. So when you do sales, you know, you get a product in like, oh, okay, this is, oh, I know Joe would love this, you know, or yeah. just being or you know, so know your clients and what they like. Um, the other thing is important is know your competition. 
You got to know what's around you. You know, if you're going to open up a brick and mortar business, okay, who's in that, who's in that area? Who's in that arena? You know, what type of jewelry are they selling? Like myself, what I had, I had two stores. I had one in Rancho Santa Fe, one in Kearney Mesa. And, um, you know, one Rancho Santa Fe is a very high-end elite place. And Kearney Mesa was more for the city area. Um, our niche was our custom. We specialized. We were like voted best in San Diego, design custom. And so that was our niche on the store. And we carried a lot of our own designs in in, in our showcases too as well. Yeah. So, which is, you know, very important. So three great, great things there. Love what you do, know your clients and be aware of your competitors. So yes. um, definitely uh, three simple things that are extremely powerful that, you know, if you really do focus on them. So, uh, well, once again, Simon, you're the man. It's been a pleasure okay. having you on here, getting to know you and, and learning about, you know, your success and your future success that you're moving forward to right now. I just really appreciate it. Um, and if anybody can get a hold of you, uh, please let them know, guys, um, you know, uh, he, has, he has rockandgold.com um, and also customjewelry.com. Uh, knows a lot of good stuff. Simon, if people need to get a hold of you or get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, you can reach out my phone number 858-571-4560. Um, and people, um, artists, new art artists that are coming in the trade, uh, you can go to customjury.com. It is a marketplace. We are going to have vetted sellers that are going to be that are registered on the platform um, to be able to open up your own storefront. Um, um, you can go and join CJ. It'll say um, when you go to join, are you a consumer or are you in trade? Just click trade. Uh, put your information in there. Our account representative will reach out to you. Uh, we're getting ready to launch our phase two. Hopefully by before the end of this year, we're working on a, the new marketplace. It's going to be very cool. Um, and the goal is with customjury.com, we're, we're focusing on being an industry leader with the online. We're going to have AI technology, and it's going to be very inexpensive for um, jewelry like myself. I own my own brick and mortar business. I know what it takes to run it. And that's what I'm developing this for of quality vetted sellers, jewelers to be on this platform that are very creative. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, well, thank you again, Simon. Look forward to talking to you more and then watching you bring all these amazing things to life. Um, have a good one. We'll talk soon. Once again, thank you. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it.